Hey, my name is Dr. Brendan McCarthy. Welcome to my podcast. I am the Chief Medical Officer of Protea Medical Center in Chandler, Arizona. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, as always, uh, especially today, um, I spend time researching for these podcasts and getting ready for you because I always want to make sure that I present the best material to you and that I take the time to be prepared. Uh, I love, 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 love doing this. It's one of the most fulfilling things I do. So please look at the description section of the video. You will see uh, a list of the works that I cite and some of the research that we did for today's uh, podcast. So today I wanted to talk about something that's been out there for a while. And it's funny in medicine, I mentioned this before, I'll mention it again. There are cycles in medicine. There are times when um, things go in style and then they go away. And they come back in style and they go away. Like Atkins, that's one. Um, what, is he, what are you doing? Sorry. <laughs> that's my dog. So Atkins is one. Um, there's plenty of others out there. One of the ones I'm going to talk about today is going to be alkaline versus acidic diets. So, so what is an alkaline diet and acidic diet? Is there any validity to it? And, and why is it important? That's kind of my point today. When I first heard about it, I heard about it in, in, in a health food store in the 1990s, in the early 90s. And, and people just say, you know, you should be alkaline with your diet. But they didn't really explain it. And I, I didn't understand it. You know, and, and what I've noticed those years, those early years, is people say that alkaline is good, but no one ever really explained what alkaline really was. And, and you know, you'll also hear doctors disparage it and say there's nothing to that. That's not real. And, and you'll see other people out there who are just militant about a certain type of diet disparage it. Like, you know, carnivores, people are really into carnivore type diets. You know, um, they're not fans of this. And then you'll see people who are, you know, vegan and very intense about a vegetable-based diet, be very intense about the other side of it. And, and it's hard to determine what's real and what's not real. And where's the science in this? You know, is this a valid thing? Um, and then on top of that, when you have this, there's a lot of sketchy products out there that claim to make your body alkaline, like pills and powders and waters. And, and is that healthy? And what is it doing? Why on earth am I taking this? What is this? You know, so much hyperbole. So I want you to know I do this in my office literally every day with every single patient, every single time. If you're a patient of mine, you're watching this video, like, yeah, I know you always talk about this. I do. It, there is science to this. It is important. Your body, our bodies, need to operate within a very tight pH. Your body's made up of all these different chemical reactions occurring and and they all have to occur in the right type of environment to do what they're meant to do. So pH plays a role with that for the chemical response. Um, if you're too acidic, it's bad. Too alkaline, bad. Goldilocks, you want to be in the middle. Where the controversy comes with some of these people, some people say it's fine to be super acidic. Some people say it's fine to be super alkaline. I'll argue that in a minute. Now, here's a common misunderstanding with this that I had for a long time. Does this mean then if I eat acidic food that I'm going to become acidic? And if I eat alkaline food, I'll become alkaline? It's not that simple. I remember on my honeymoon, <laughs> my wife and I, we, uh, we were like driving around. Um, and I remember we, we bought a pineapple at this roadside fruit place thing. And it was a whole pineapple. I remember, no, I think it was two pineapples. No, it was a whole one. We ate that whole pineapple together. And I remember feeling so sick. 
I was like, I felt so acidic. I thought it was just, that's what that was. It's that a pineapple, eating a pineapple is making me acidic. And, and that's actually not correct. So eating an acidic food does not mean your body will become acidic. Eating an acidic food will not make your body acidic. When you eat an acidic food, the impact of the acid on your digestive system, there is an impact. So eating a whole pineapple in one sitting, you're not going to feel good because that's all that acidity is working through your, your, your intestinal tract. Truth. But when the pineapple is absorbed into your body, the net effect on your body, we're talking your whole circulatory system, your whole body, is that your body is now more alkaline from eating it. Because pineapples, while they taste acidic and while they actually have more acidity in them, the net effect on your metabolism is it makes it alkaline. That sounds crazy, I know. Hold on. How you understand, how it's easy to understand what is acidic and alkaline with diet breaks down to this. When you eat a protein or a grain, you absorb the protein from either and you'll break it down to the amino acids. The net effect of those amino acids is to make your body acidic. When you eat vegetables and you eat fruit, there's alkaloid compounds on there. The net effect is to make your body more alkaline. Now, there's cofactors in there, the mineral content, etc., that will change it or make it more alkaline, more acidic. But just for the understanding of it on the basic level, proteins and grains make us acidic. Fruits and vegetables make us alkaline. Okay? That's a quick and dirty, easy way of understanding it. So where is the health concern with this? Where's the worry with this? You know, why is it important to become more alkaline? And, and is acidic okay? What, what is going on here? Well, let me start by saying this. When your body is acidic, excessively acidic, a lot of health things can happen. You can have loss of bone density because your body's pulling calcium to help buffer your blood. Same thing can happen. You lose muscle mass because you're pulling nitrogen from muscle as well for the same purpose. So, so your body's trying to balance your pH and that will cause you to lose muscle mass and bone density. That happens. That's documented. Um, we also know that it improve, increases the risks of insulin resistance in our patients. So people have a very acidic diet, tend to be easier for them to gain weight. Uh, it also plays a role with uh, diabetes, hypertension, chronic kidney disease. Um, it, it's, it's not Being acidic is not a great thing on your health. On the far side of it, the other side, where people push a real super alkaline diet, those aren't healthy either. As you think about it, they're going to be pulling proteins out of their body. It's okay to pull grains out, okay? I'm not a fan of grains, sometimes, but not mostly. But, but when you pull protein out of your diet, you know, you're, you're, you're missing some, some important parts of your health. If you don't have enough protein in your diet, what, what's going to happen? You're not going to have uh, your immune system. Your immune system relies on protein to do its job. Uh, connective tissue, m muscle health, all these things you require protein for. So people who do an extreme alkaline diet, a lot of times they suffer from protein malnutrition. And that's not good either. So in different populations of people out there, there's groups that believe that you should be, you know, really alkaline all the time. And that's the only pathway to health. And there are others that say that that's not accurate, it's not true, eat as much meat as you want. Where is the truth? Where is the real health in the patient? The real health in the patient 
in my experience and, and what I see clinically and labs and the literature is in the middle, always. It always seems like I'm giving that same answer. It's in the middle. And it's true. The people who are too acidic, they're not good. People too alkaline, they're not good. You want to be in the dead center, you know? So what holds us back from doing that? What holds us back from, from promoting that middle line with people? You know, why are people going in different directions? Um, some patients, some people hate vegetables. <laughs> they hate vegetables. It might have been a trauma when they were a kid from mom and dad making them eat Brussels sprouts. I don't know. But, but they hate them. And, and, and it always cracks me up because they're, they're like, I'm an adult now, so I don't have to eat vegetables anymore. But they turn around and make their kids eat vegetables, so I kind of crack up on that. Um, you know, if vegetables are prepared well, you can eat them. You know what I mean? And, and it's important to really work with your patient on how to include healthy vegetables and fruit into their diet. It's important. So, so that's one thing that holds people back is they just have this block to eating vegetables in their diet. Some of us out there don't want to eat meat. And I respect that. I want you to know when I go to a room with a patient, it's so important that I don't have a preloaded belief system on anything. So if my patient comes in and they're vegan, I'm going to respect it. I'm not worried about the vegan I'm worried about whether they're getting enough protein. I'm not worried about why they want to be vegan. I'm not worried about why they want to be vegetarian. I'm not worried about why they want to be carnivore. All I worry about, are they healthy? How can I make them healthy in their life where they are right now? How can I do it based upon where we are now with that person? So some of us don't like meat, but then they don't know how to get adequate levels of plant-based proteins to keep their pH in the middle where it should be. So that's another thing that holds people back. Some people are very attached to an Atkins diet or a carnivore diet, and, and there's a dogma to it. Um, and I get that. But there are ways of help, helping bring that back to a better pH with them as well. So, so a lot of the fears and the concerns and, and the preconceived notions of patients coming in the door regarding this stuff, you know, can be managed with proper communication and good lab work. The key is when you screen these guys you know, who are very extreme on want to be vegan or want to be a carnivore, you want to make sure they have good nutrition, that they're healthy, they're eating right. You know, this type of approach, look at their acidity, alkalinity, is one way of doing that. So how do we approach it? How do we approach someone's acidity, alkalinity in a clinic? And, and what's the way we, 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 we treat it? First thing, I know there are people out there that do urinary tests for their pH. And that's, that's one way of doing it. I, I personally always use uh, serum uh, carbon dioxide. And, 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 and the measurements that we use should be between, you know, 19, 20 to about 30 right there. I always want my patients around 25 for that carbon dioxide level. Always push for that. Below that, when they're below the 25, that means their body's acidic, and I'm going to push them to consume more vegetables and more fruit because that's going to make their body more alkaline. And then for those of us who are, those of us who are above 25, I'm going to try and really figure out where they're not eating enough protein and help get them to have proteins that they will tolerate or accept in their diets as well. So it's a matter of trying to push them back to that 25 level in the middle. And that leads me to my ulterior motive with my patients. I have an ulterior motive with this acidic alkalinity game. It's, there is benefit to it because, you know, you're healthier from it. And, and when your body's too acidic, it's not great. And you're too alkaline, it's not great. I mentioned that. But honestly, how I really use this, it's my way of 
kind of getting people to eat more micronutrient rich foods. If you think about it, fruits and vegetables are higher in micronutrients. They have better concentrations of micronutrients in them. So when they're acidic in their diet, their, their carbon dioxide comes back at like 20, I'm going to be pushing them to eat more fruits and more vegetables, more, more alkaline. And so by doing that, it's not just making them alkaline, but I'm also giving them those antioxidants. I'm also giving them that fiber. I'm also giving them that good nutrition that their body requires to be healthy. That's really is my secret ulterior motive whenever I do pH with my patients. It's more than just, you know, in the middle of the road. And, you know, I, I really have this motive of making them well. That's where the sneaky supplements come in. There are people out there that sell a whole broad spectrum of supplements and types of waters that'll make your body alkaline. I had a guy who just, you know, we get like this, guys. We get, I get like this. I don't, maybe at one point I did. I don't know. I was already pretty good. I was raised pretty good with eating. I was raised pretty good with vegetables in my diet. I was pretty good. I've been pretty good my whole life. Maybe I have a few times here and there where I go off range. But a lot of times us guys, we're not great. You know, and we'll just eat burgers and we'll just eat not very well. And, and we'll become really acidic on our labs. And that leads to other health issues, micronutrition deficiencies. You know, there's a lot of things that start going wrong in our health because we're just eating, you know, meat and grains and maybe processed foods in there. And so I would have a patient. I had this one case where the guy, I was worried about his diet. I really wanted to be healthy. I wanted to get him on the right track. So I kept pushing him to eat more vegetables, more fruit, to get more alkaline. That was one of the ways I knew he was getting that in there. And one day he came in and he was more alkaline than I could have met. I mean, he went all the way up to 30. And he was always like 18, never could get it up there for years. All of a sudden, you know what he did? He, he installed in his house one of those alkaline water machines. So he cheated, okay? He cheated. He got his pH correct. But what was frustrating was like, okay, you got your pH right here, but did you get the micronutrients? Did you get the fiber? Did you get the, all the other things that go along with that, the antioxidants with that water? No, he's still eating burgers. There's nothing wrong with a burger here and there, I guess. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you need to have balance with your diet. So sometimes these supplements, they sound good, they look good, but are they really giving you the wellness and the health that I really want? No. So when it comes to being acidic or alkaline, it's, it's, there's a lot of beliefs around there, but just know that is about whether you're eating enough vegetables to protein, what that ratio looks like in your diet. And, and when I see that carbon dioxide at 25, I'm happy. If it's too low, I want them to be more vegetables. If it's too high, I want them to be more proteins. I always keep them right in the middle. And, and my secret agenda with it is always, because most people tend to be too acidic, my secret agenda is to make sure they're getting enough micronutrients and fiber and antioxidants by adding more fruits and vegetables to their diet. I hope this was helpful. I love doing these podcasts. These mean a lot to me. Your comments help drive what I write and what I do. So please take a moment to write a comment. I will read it. I read everyone pretty much. Um, please like, please share, and please subscribe. Thank you again. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>